You're all right. Really? Yeah, you'll be fine. Man, I tell you what, isn't it good to be here tonight? Uh, don't you enjoy Rusty Vineyard? Amen. He's a lot of fun. We enjoy him. And, you know, we changed this uh, format up, but now we're getting ready to start the service, so the talking's got to stop. All right, I had to call Gary down yet last week. Uh, no, no, he, he didn't know that we were time. It was time to start. Now, we like that visiting while they're playing in the beginning. Gives you a chance to listen to a little more music, but also gives us a chance to fellowship and spend time. And, and uh, that's, all, that's all good. But uh, 7 o'clock, we go live, and we start to officially start the service. Now we're live? Okay. All right. We were, I was early. I, that's fine. So now we're live? All right. Well, welcome to everybody online. Glad you're here, and uh, glad you all are here as well. So let me ask you a question. Are you expecting? Amen. Well, I'm glad you are, and I believe that if you come expecting, God will meet you right where you're at. So we're going to open with a word of prayer. Do one of y'all got a mic up there? We're going to ask uh, Willie to give us an opening prayer. Heavenly Father, we just welcome you in this place. We consecrate this time to you, Lord, and, and Lord, we just pray that uh, Pastor Kelly has a word in season for each one of us. Yes, Lord. Lord, I pray that that message is carried outside the four walls of the church and that it ministers to everybody around that, that needs to hear it. Lord, I pray that Rusty has a song that, that just harmonizes the message that Pastor Kelly has. Lord, we just give you all the praise and glory for everything that's going to take place here tonight in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Willie, I tell you what, I, I heard, I, I just heard just a while ago, somebody had a birthday yesterday. I think its name's Willie. Uh, <laughs> does anybody else have a birthday like this week or anybody else? There's one up there. Okay. All right. All right. Well, we're going to sing Happy Birthday, God Bless You. Just because I know that Willie wanted to hear me sing to him, and, and all of you as well. So let's sing Happy Birthday, God Bless You. Yeah, Mary, that's right, next week. So what, yeah, that's right, and she's, she's old enough to drive and vote, I'll guarantee you. Yeah, she middle-aged, yeah, we'll, all right, let's sing Happy Birthday. to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. That's what happens when you get a couple of ornery guys running the soundboard, but uh, anyway, that's a lot of fun. All right. Well, yeah, i tell you what, uh, Rusty Vineyard comes to us from down in the Guthrie area, and uh, just a blessing to us. Been coming here for a long, long time. He's familiar to most of you, but uh, does a lot of, uh, lot more now, I think, even, even than before. He's retired tired traveling singing uh anywhere that god opens the doors and and uh, so let's give rusty a hand as he comes and gives us a song to open up the service so i'm doing one or two just one okay no. yeah. okay Sorry. He changed the format on me, so I'm kind of a little plans. I'm just kind of following the Lord here. So we're just going to go wherever. And, and I can, we can just sing that. Because that's the song. That's right where that says that. It's right where this is at. It's kind of, um, I'm blessed to get to do what I get to do. And and uh, thankful for that. I'm, I'm amazed at the, when the phone rings and God says, go here, go there, because that's, that's what happens to me. And uh, <clears throat> kind of the way this is going tonight, that's what this song says. Take up thy cross and follow me. I heard my master say, I give my life to ransom me. Surrender your all today. He drew me closer to his side. I sought his will to know. And in that will, I now abide. 
shelter wherever he leads I'll go wherever he leads I'll go I'll follow my Christ who loves me so wherever he leads I'll go it may shadows dim or the stormy sea I'll take my cross and follow him wherever he leadeth me my heart my life my all I bring to Christ who loves Master, Lord, and King, wherever He leads, I'll go. Wherever He leads, I'll go. Wherever He leads, I'll go. I'll follow my Christ who loves me so. can sing that too. Wherever he leads, I'll go. Wherever he leads, I'll go. I'll follow my Christ who loves me so. Wherever he leads, I'll go. Now, I'm not going to preach, but I'm going to tell you something. First John chapter 3, it's, it says, Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us. The love that God has given to us, behold. So wherever he leads, I'll go. Christ who loves me so wherever he leads I'll go Amen Thank you It's good stuff Well you can just hang close if you we're just going to make a few announcements uh want to first of all thank Dakota and Clarissa Davis for letting us use this building let's give them a hand They're a blessing they have the cafe open and uh, and take care of us there as well as letting us use this building and so it's a blessing uh, it's open from about 5.30 to 7 every Tuesday evening so come out early if you'd like to eat uh, and enjoy a little more fellowship uh, we want to let you know Gizmo McCracken the professional rodeo clown will be here in two weeks and so next week is Greg, Greg Ole yeah, so uh, looking forward to that. And uh, so only other thing I want to talk about is just let you know about the buckets that are sitting around here, give you an opportunity to give, sow seed into the kingdom of God, help this church continue to function and, and operate as God would direct. And, and it gives you an opportunity to sow into good soil. I believe that we're making a difference in the kingdom of God, uh, both online, both in right here in present, and our influence in the, in the area around. Uh, you know, we got some new things coming this spring and summer. We'll have the arena up and going. Uh, it, we got it started last fall and just really uh, waiting waiting until we know there's going to be good weather, but we'll, we're going to start having practices and, and having some uh, things going down there that will get more people connected and, and give us a chance to, you know, I, I, I had some guys when I used to put on ropings and, and do ministry at my house and, at, and then at a church arena that we had uh, that 
one of the guys told me, he said, you know, he said, I'm not called to preach, but he said, I can lean on the fence and share what Jesus has done for me. And I said, that's all you need to do. If you have an opportunity to love on some people who maybe haven't always been loved on by the church and you have an opportunity to extend to them how much we care about them, uh, what a blessing it was. How many of you were able to see, how many of you got to see when we did the play day back there in uh, whatever day, it was it October, September? Did you see all the people that we that were you able to go by there? I tell you what, it was amazing. We were really pleased with had over a hundred people show up at that. Uh, about I don't hell, I don't remember. I don't want to tell stories. I don't remember how many kids we had in it. Uh, but just it was a really good family event. So what a what a blessing that's going to be. So that's some of what you're giving towards is is a vision that wants to reach more than just what we get in here on Tuesday night. So as we give tonight, let's pray over it and uh, offer up blessing for it. Father, we come before you tonight thanking you for the offerings that are given, the seed that's sown, the tithe that's brought. The Lord God, your word is, is, is true that it says that if we give generously, that Lord, you give back and, and supply our need, that you give seed to the sower and bread for food. That Father, our need will be met according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus as we obey you, as we follow you, as we trust you. Sometimes it's difficult to turn loose of something, but the Bible is very clear about that, that our giving is like a seed. And Lord, if it's put into good soil and if it's given with the right heart, that it'll reproduce and, and come back into our hands in more ways than we can imagine. But Father, we thank and praise you that we demonstrate our trust in you for our supply by our giving. And Lord, I thank you that there's those represented here tonight that I'm standing in faith with them to see your abundant provision for their lives, that every need they have be met. We thank you. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, we're going to have Rusty come back and sing about three songs and enjoy some praise and worship, some good cowboy stuff, and enjoy him. Give him a hand. So how do y'all think 2023 fits so far? Pretty good fit? Anybody bought a new pair of boots yet? That's what I think. That's a, that makes it a good year. Go buy a pair of boots. Amen. Some people say I'm a bit old-fashioned. Just the same, I'm gonna have my say If we all believe in God and country Everything will be okay With the Bible on the table And a flag upon the wall Neighbor, that's the answer to it all They're the backbone of the nation And we'll always find salvation neither God nor country what a price that man has had to pay if he had his life to live all over you could bet that he would say let's have a Bible on the table and a flag upon the wall neighbors that's the answer to it all they're the backbone of the nation Surely find salvation with the Bible on the table and the flag up on the wall. With the Bible on the table and the flag up on the wall. A little bit of Gene Autry there. Thank you, Lord. friend in Jesus. He's everything to me. He's the fairest of 10,000 in my soul. The lily of 
the valley in him alone I see all I need to cleanse and make me fully whole in sorrow he's my comfort trouble he's my stay he tells me every care on him to roll he's the lily of the valley the bright and morning star he's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul he all my grief has taken and all my sorrows born in temptation he's my strong and mighty tower I've all for him forsaken and all my idols torn from my heart and now he keeps me by his power though all the world forsake me and Satan tempt me so through Jesus I shall reach my safest goal he's the lily of the valley bright and morning star he's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul he's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul he'll never never leave me yet forsake me here while i live by faith and do his blessed will oh wall of fire about me I've nothing now to fear For his manna he my hungry soul shall fill Then sweeping up to glory I see his blessed face Where the rivers of delight shall ever roll He's the lily of the valley The bright and morning star He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul He's the fairest of ten thousand to my soul. Thank you. Well, this is, y'all can sing along with this one because it's one of those songs that's just been around forever and it's real simple. I like simple songs, don't you? It's got actually two chords and I added five more, but uh, anyway. <laughs> I look at ways to do that. That's cow that's cowboy stuff to me, but you'll catch on. We are one in the spirit. We are one in the Lord. We are one in the spirit. We are one in the Lord. And we pray that all unity may one day be restored. And they'll know. Christians by our love, by our love. Yes, they'll know we are Christians by our love. We will walk. We will walk with each other. We will walk hand in hand. We will walk with each other. Bless y'all.
thanks again, Rusty. I'll tell you what, what a blessing he is. And, you know, uh, I love the fact that we can have people in here that, that really have a heart for the ministry and, and not just not just uh, about themselves. And, and we've been blessed in, in all these different singers and, and how, uh, how much they can do to add to the service. So we're thankful for them. But tonight I want to go to uh, Matthew chapter 7. And I titled this, Is Your Foundation Sure? You know, uh, as we go into the new year and we, and we look at all the different things that we're, we're uh, evaluating, if you're one of those type of people where we evaluate the coming year and we get, we get I, I try to set goals and make plans and try to look at all those things. And, you know, one of the things that I always want to make sure of is that we, we have a good basis for whatever it is we're doing. If it's financial, we want, to, we want to have the right things in place. If it's something that we want to do where personal growth is concerned or something within the church, whatever it is that, I, that we're working on, we want to have a good foundation. And so uh, I, I thought this was pretty fitting even just for the beginning of a new year. But uh, if you think about a foundation, and we're going to look at this scripture here in, in Matthew chapter 7 in just a minute, but, but I could ask the question, will your life stand up to the storms that it's going to face in this coming year? We know we're going to have difficulties, challenges, things we didn't expect, things we, we, we sometimes we face things that we're not real sure how to handle them. But I've learned in my years that if I keep my foundation on God's word, if I continue to trust in him and I continue to operate with his plan and his purpose in my life, regardless of what I face, that we can come out on top. We can come out uh, in, in the end in, in a good place. Let's look at, at verse 21. And, and, and Jesus is, is speaking here, Sermon on the Mount. He's, he's teaching a bunch of different things. But I want to hone in on these few verses here. First of all, it says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the ones who do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, and he's talking about the day of judgment, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name did we drive, not drive out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Now, obviously, he wasn't talking about everybody who did those things that he was going to reject. But it's the ones who did not notice the, the, the qualifier there in that first part. He said, the, only the ones who do the will of my Father who's in heaven. You know, I taught last week talking about, you know, how we get to heaven. How do we know for sure we're going to get to heaven? If we stand before God and, we, and God asks us the question, why should I let you into heaven? We know what that answer is, that I did Romans 10, 9, and 10, just to be simple and take it down into that one verse. It doesn't matter of my deeds. It doesn't matter how good I was. You, you can't earn it by showing up every Tuesday night. You will get be in my good graces if you show up every Tuesday night. Right? At least smile. I mean, you know, come on. You'll be in my good graces. You'll earn goodwill with me, but we don't earn goodwill with God necessarily by doing that. He says, what, do his will. Well, what is his will? Well, first of all, it's his will is to accept Jesus Christ and the sacrifice that he gave and, and acknowledge the work of the Holy Spirit through the cross and what that took. What that did and, and our security and our confidence, our foundation and our in eternity comes from knowing that we have said yes to the Lord, not just called him Lord, but demonstrated that through life and given him our heart. We've truly made Jesus Christ Lord of our lives. He said, not everyone who calls me Lord. You, you, you might could fit that into not everybody who attends church or not everybody who does certain good deeds will get there. It's those who make Jesus Christ Lord, and obviously the good deeds are going to, we're going to talk about that a little bit too, good deeds are good. Uh, I, that needs to be our, our goal, right? That needs to be what we, what we uh, follow up with that. But there's no question in salvation when we make Jesus our Lord. Now, he goes on here, and uh, well, a couple of things that Jesus was doing right here is he's separating the religious people from the real people. People who have a real relationship with God. Have you ever tried to sit back? I, I've heard about people that do this. I, I don't do this. Uh, but I have, not saying I have never looked on 
a person and, and judge them. I think we'd all ha would would be uh, if we if God struck people for lying and, and, and we would all be struck if we said we haven't looked at somebody and 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 judged somebody. Right? Can anybody say you've never judged a person? Okay, it's really quiet in here when I start. Okay, so I'm assuming that everybody has done it. You know, uh, uh, so we can acknowledge that we've all we've all made a mistake or or, or just to. But I've heard of people sitting in a you know sitting in a restaurant or sitting in a uh, a, uh, a mall or something, and they're watching people and they're having a conversation. Well, I bet he's this, or I bet he's she's that, or I bet you know, and making these judgments based on outward appearance. Well, you know, sometimes when people come to church or, or people that go to church and people that don't go to church make a judgment, they make a judgment about people based on how they see their outward appearance. You know, uh, there used to be a guy that would come to, to Ropens a long time ago back in the 80s when I was team roping, and he would come to a lot of the Ropens, and this guy would, would, was, wore raggedy old clothes, drove a wore-out old pickup, and had a, had a one-horse trailer that, you know, his horse learned how to stand right where the only good boards were in the floor of that thing. And, and, and he, would, he, would, he looked like he didn't have a dime to his name, and yet he had a lot of money. Outward appearance would, would, was, was something entirely different. You know, the thing is, we can fool people sometimes, but we can't fool God. And so that's what Jesus is saying. He said, those who've just put on a good appearance are going to come before God and they're going to be shocked. I think the Bible is, is, is the, 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 as the story goes, we're going to get to heaven and we're going to see people. We, we're, we're, we'll kind of go, wow, he made it? <laughs> Can't believe that, right? And he's probably looking, maybe looking at you going, you made it? It's like, wow. But you know what? It's not based on that goodness. We talked about that in length last week. But that's what Jesus is getting to. Will you do the will of my Father? And the first part of the will of the Father is to say yes to Jesus and his sacrifice as the one and only way. You know, there's a, there's a world of, uh, of information available to people out there, and that's why I talked so much about it last week. It's because there's a world of people that are trying to come up with any way except God's way. And, you know, God hasn't made it difficult, but He's made it very clear. It might seem harsh to, to not just give a pass to somebody who does good on this earth. But he, he, he wants the goodness to be changed on the inside and the transformation to begin there. You know, one of the things that, that uh, separates us sometimes is our talk and our walk. Does our, does our walk follow our talk? And, and I think that we're all going to fall short at times. We're none of us going to be perfect in everything. But, but what is the motivation of our heart and how do, we walk, how do we live that way? That's one of the things that Jesus is talking about there. He was, he was nailing the, the religious people in a, in a lot of this, but yet it, it fits with us. Have, have you ever at some point gotten prideful and, and thought, man, yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm doing really good. And sometimes we measure our goodness based on somebody else's. We say, well, we're better than that person. I'm better than that person. When in reality, at the foot of the cross and at the need of salvation, we're all equal. We're all lost without Jesus Christ no matter how much good we do. And thank God, He loves us all equally. He didn't say, well, I kinda, I, I'm going to let that old, I'm, I'm going to let him in because he's a good old boy. He went to Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus was a tax collector, somebody they despised. They couldn't stand him. And Jesus said, I'm going to your house. And he confessed Jesus as Lord. And Jesus saw the life change in his life. And all of, all of a sudden, he said, salvation has come to you and your household. There was a transformation. There was a change. You know, part of, part of our life's action, and I wrote this down, our actions and our life's fruit should demonstrate what's in our heart. In fact, Jesus said it would. We can, again, hide it for a while, but it'll ultimately come out if we're not changed on the inside. Let me ask you this question. Will you listen and receive the words of Jesus, and, and, and will you obey? He said, well, I'm trying. Well, you know, I, I remember there's a few times whenever my kids would, would say, well, I'm trying. And I'd say, well, you need to try a little harder. Because I don't think 80% is what I'm looking for. <laughs> but you know what? Here's the thing. God in His grace and His mercy loves us as we're trying. I always say this. God loves you where you're at on the way to where you're going. 
That's a saying God gave me years ago. And, and I love that because he doesn't stop with us just where we are. He, he gave that example in the disciples that he chose. He chose a ragtag bunch of messed up misfits in, 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 in a lot of those guys. Some of those guys, if you were, if you were scouting for qualifications, they wouldn't, they wouldn't get there. They wouldn't even be on the first. They, they, they'd have gotten checked off. I guarantee you, Peter and, and, and some of these guys, they, they weren't anywhere near what they needed to be in the beginning. But what did God do? He transformed them. That's what I'm in the business of doing is leading people to Christ, but also bringing the word in a way that transforms your life. And if you hear and obey, not just not my words, but as I speak the words of God. And as we take this Bible, we can be transformed. And, and you are being, I believe. You see, uh, let's look at verse 24. Verse 24, he shifts gears and he, he starts using another illustration. He says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice... Is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. You know, I, I began this with this title is, do, do you have your foundation sure? Is it based on Jesus and is it based on the Word? You know, Jesus is the Word made flesh. And when we when we want to know the will, do the will of God and and you say, well, I can't hear God's voice, but you can certainly read his word. And I think you can hear it a whole lot better than you think you can, because when you read this word, it's a living word and it'll begin to speak to you. It'll begin to ask you the question when you read Jesus's words and he says, uh, are you that are you that person who builds their house on the rock? Are you the wise man? Are you the wise person? You know, here's the thing. You might have uh, uh, made some mistakes in your life. Anybody ever made a mistake? Would you go back if you could and change a few? At least a car deal or two, you know, maybe a relationship or two, or a business deal, a, a word spoken. I guarantee you, I hear people say, I'm at the end and I wouldn't change a thing. Whew, man, I would. I would. There, ain't no, there is no telling how much di although every trial and challenge and every problem we faced both ones i caused and ones that came without my my planning god because i've walked with god through those storms and because my foundation was on the word and on jesus i guarantee he made me better because of it so in that sense i wouldn't change him but i'd sure change a few car deals <laughs> I'd sure drive that one a little longer and that one a little less or, or, or whatever, whatever it be. And, and that's just kind of a fun deal with me and Sue, how we, we talk about some of the different car trades. And some of them were her fault. Some of them were my fault. And some of them we, it was in agreement, and we still made a mistake. But you know what? Here's the thing. When we live a repentant, heart, a repentant life and we have a heart that's willing to, to be shaped by God, He doesn't leave us in that broken bad condition, but he'll bring us out and he'll bring us out wiser than before. So we've got to ask ourselves, are we that man who that person who builds their foundation on a rock or, or are we like to verse 26? But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. The rains came down, the streams rose, the wind blew and beat against that house and it fell with a great crash. You know, here's the thing. Two houses going through the same storm. Same things came against them. One fell, one didn't. They still had to endure it. They still had to get through it. But the foundation made the difference. It was able to stand because what they'd built. And you know what? I've been fortunate enough to have given my life, really given my life to Jesus Christ at a young age. At, in, in my, I grew up in a, in a church home and, and knew God, but gave my life at, at 20 years old and, and said, okay, God, I'll go anywhere you want me to go, do anything you want me to do. And I've served him all these years. But you, you may not have had that. You may wish you could. That may be one thing you'd change. You'd go back and you'd say, you'd say man, I'd start a whole lot earlier. Old Boyd usually sits over here and he told me, you know, he said, man, I wish I'd have found you 30 years ago. 
He started coming to the church a couple of years ago, and God's beginning to, you know, open the word and, and, and him understand that. You know, he said, man, I wish I'd have found you earlier. Well, he was really just saying, I wish I'd have found somebody that I could understand the Bible for. It wasn't really me, but, but the ministry that God used, used me for, or you spoke through me. But we can ask ourselves, the simple qualifier on the difference of these in Jesus' words is, he said, the one who hears the word and puts it into practice. See, I began with talking about Jesus separating the religious from the real, the ones who say but don't walk it out. And that's what he's saying here with this illustration. He said, the ones who hear the word and then put it into practice. You see, beginning of a new year is a good opportunity for you to set a, not a resolution, but a goal. And say, God, I want to be better. I want to be able to look at the end of the year, and I want to say I'm better. I'm, I'm more in the Word. I, I spend more time with you. I understand more. I, I'm, I'm giving you more of my life. And you know what? If you just set out with that simple goal in mind to say, God, I want to be the person who will hear, whether I like it or not, whether it's easy to hear or not. Sometimes I teach something or I read something from the Word, and it's a little ouchy. It's a little on our toes. It's a little, it's a, it's a little corrective. But that's the way God is. He loves us enough to correct us. You know, if you see a friend or your kid or, 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 or spouse or, or somebody who's doing something wrong and you know they're headed the wrong way, don't you try to give them some good words? Uh, they don't always want to listen. I love it when your kids get a little bit older and then you get, all of a sudden get smarter. It's amazing the difference in a 15-year-old's view of, of your opinion or, or a 16-year-old or 17-year-old and a 30-year-old. Man, I tell you what, it's fun having that 31-year-old that calls me and says, what do I do here? What do I do now? What do I need to do now? And she values that. But, you know, I tell you what, we don't always value the, the word. Or, or if we don't value the word or we don't want to listen, then we're going to miss getting to put it into practice. You know, here's the thing about God and, and, his, and His grace and His mercy and His love for us is whenever we set our, our heart to do that, we're going to face a challenge to that. As soon as you say, God, I'm going to pray more, I'm going to study more, I'm going to follow more, I'm going to put it into practice, I'm going to fix those things. As soon as you do that, you just opened yourself up to a attack from the enemy. And you say, oh, I don't want to do that. But He gives us victory over Him too. Under, just to understand, all I'm saying is you're going, to get, you're going to get challenged. I mean, the devil doesn't want to make your life easy. He wants to knock you off of a path that's going to follow God. But I tell you what, every time you fall, every time you falter, every time you let down a little bit, run to God. Remember, God is like the father in the story of the prodigal son, the one who went off and ran around and did his business, and then he got to a point when he came back, where was God? Where was the, the father? He was right there looking for him, saw him from afar off. And he didn't come to him and beat him over the head with all the dumb things he'd done. He said, come on in. I want to love you. Come on in. We're going to celebrate. Come on in. Put, here, here's your robe. Here's your ring. Here, here's here's your, your standing back restored. That's what God wants to do. That's how good He is. Here's the thing, though. Don't spend all the time like the prodigal son did. When you slip off into... Remember... Let's see. Where was I at? I told the story. Can't remember which place I was at. I told a story about a... Uh, oh, it was Christmas Eve. Y'all weren't all there. So I'm going to use this story again. One time we were, had about three quarters of a mile really muddy road. And uh, slick, slippery road and deep ditches. And so I had needed to get the pickup back there. And so I took the tractor and, and my 4440 and I, and I got Sue in the pickup, my wife, and, and I hooked a chain onto us. And I said, all you got to do is follow me. All you got to do is stay right behind me because this tractor is not going in that ditch. Your pickup may act like it's going to. It may want to, and it may go there for a little bit, but it's not going to stay because we're going to the other side. We're going to go down. See, when we stay connected to God, 
And if we did slip off in the ditch, you know what we'd do? We'd back up, hook the chain back on it, drag it back up in the middle of the road. And see, that's why we need to be in our life. We need to make sure that we're willing to stay in behind God and follow Him. So when you sin, run to God, not from God. When you fall or fail, run to Him. Run to Him and say, God, I need your help. Forgive me for that. That was dumb. I could ask the question, have any of you done anything dumb? But I don't need to. I know y'all. No, I'm not just kidding. But we've all, th we've all done those things, right? We've all done something we, we, we regret or we wished we wouldn't have. A word spoken, uh, an action done, whatever it is. But when we run to God, we can repent, we can ask forgiveness and ask for restoration. God does that for us once we've made Jesus Lord. Now let's look at another passage of Scripture over here in James chapter 1. You know, James chapter 1 is, James is a book that, uh, the whole book is, is just pretty much uh, plain and to the point. James kind of tells the calf, tells you how the calf ate the cabbage. You know, he just, he just tells you straight. But I love this in verse 22 of James chapter 1. He says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. That's pretty simple. Anybody have any trouble understanding that? <laughs> that's, a, that's a simple translation, the NIV. It says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves, but do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word and does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks, what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law of liberty, the King James says it, but it, this says the law that gives freedom. So that's what liberty means is freedom and continues in it. So whoever looks into this perfect law of liberty, the word, the perfect law of free, freedom continues in it and not forgetting what they've heard, but but does it, but is doing it that look at that last phrase. They will be blessed in what they do. I don't know about you, but I want to be blessed in what I do. I want to walk where God would have me walk. I want blessed in everything that I set my hand to, like Deuteronomy chapter 28 says. And you know what? God gives us plenty of help if we'll follow Him, if we'll stay hooked into Him. And if we get off in the ditch, we let Him pull us back out. That verse 25 again, who looks into the perfect law of liberty or law that gives freedom and contain and, and continues in it, not forgetting what they'd heard, but doing it. Then they'll be blessed. So here's James lots of years later teaching the same principle that Jesus taught. You know, when we look into the word, it's both a reflection of our sinful nature that needs a savior and it's also a, a reflection of our redeemed life that's transformed by the Word. You know, I, I, I saw the Bible as a book of doing, do's and don'ts. When I was a teenager, when I was not wanting to listen to it, all I saw was somebody telling me I couldn't do this and I better do that. And it wasn't a whole lot of good that I could see. But when I came to the Word and I understand it for what it truly is, there's going to be times when it's a corrective word. It's going to be time when he says, don't do that. But you know what? The benefit to that is that when we do what God says, we get the benefits. I always say things, do things God's way, get God's results. Isn't that good? I like that. I want to do things God's way because I want God's results. I've had my way and my results. They're they're sketchy, they're, they're, they're limited, they're sometimes failure, sometimes success. But even in the success, it's empty. But I want to I all that God has for me. You see, um, sometimes we're going to see a reflection of, of, of a problem or, or something that needs to change. But we're also always also going to see the goodness of God in ourselves as God sees us. And we can see ourselves reflected in that word also how God wants us to be. What the power of the word will do to transform, to change, and, and improve our lives. See, the, the word checks us 
It prunes us. It brings new growth. And it'll show us how God sees us and, and who we are in Him. That's what the Word of God will do. Man, I tell you what, I want to walk in that blessing, don't you? Amen. Turn to John chapter 15. We'll close with this. John chapter 15 is another example of Jesus talking about how we can walk in the blessing and the best that God has for us. You know, He wants us to be able to, to receive all that God desires for our lives. Uh, <clears throat> we need to look at verse 1. He says, I am the true vine... John chapter 15, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. And while every branch that does bear fruit, He prunes. And here's the reason why. So that it will produce even more. It'll be even more fruitful. You know... I feel like one of the one of the things that God is stirring in me for 2023 is 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 growth. Growth and and you say well growth how? Well, I don't know exactly how, but I'm going to see growth. I believe I want to see growth. I want to see growth numbers in the church. I want to see growth in effectiveness. All of those things those would be great. But I I I'm I'm okay with just growth in me. Growth in Individually, not, you know, even if we didn't see tremendous numbers, but to continue to see growth and effectiveness and transformation and change in people's lives, whatever that looks like, but that's fruitfulness. See, we, we, we ought to desire to be fruitful in 2023. We ought, to be des we ought to desire to have, have bear fruit because that's what Jesus is talking about here. And he, he, says, he says, I want to prune you, but that word can also be translated clean, cleansed. The word does that for us. When we read the word, when we study the word, when we come to God's word, that's what he's doing for us. He says, I'm going to prune you so that you can produce more. You're already clean because of the word I've spoken to you. There, verse 3. Verse 4 says, Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Now, there's something important to understand here that Jesus is, is, is indicating, and so are these other verses that we've talked about. There's one thing that keeps us from, from being able to walk in the fullness of this, and that is this, is, is a lot of times we get prideful. I already said, do you ever get this, this idea that I can do it or I did this? You know, 1 Peter 5, 6 says, Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that, you, that He may exalt you in due time. He says, humble yourself. You see, a lot of people are thinking, well, God's going to humble him. God's going to do this. God's going to do that. You know what? He tells us to humble ourselves. And you know what? That is, why would God want us to be humble? Why would he say humble yourself? Because he knows how damaging pride can be. When, when you get prideful, you're unwilling to look into the perfect law of freedom and, and let it reflect what you need to, how you need to be and where you need to be. You think, well, I'm good. I'm, I'm strong enough. I'm, I'm, I'm enough. And, and I can just tell you that, that with, with all the work and all the things that I do to improve myself or get better, without God, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing. I, I don't want to be anything without God. I, I don't ever want to step into the pulpit and preach without the anointing of God. I don't ever want to stand before you or before people, regardless of how big the crowd is, without having prayed and been prepared and, and asking God to direct and guide me. Now, there's times whenever I just got to say, Lord, it's all up to you because I got nothing. And then he speaks and he comes and he shows up. Sometimes I come before God and I say, Lord, forgive me because I didn't prepare as much as I should have. I didn't spend as much time as I needed to. I'm going to tell you what, if you've ever had to do this week in and week out, regardless of what's going on in your life, Vernon knows what I'm talking about. Some of you understand this. When you preach and you minister and you give out and you do it week in and week out, consistent after, time after time, there's going to be times where it's all God. But here's what I don't ever want it to be anything but all God, if I can help it. And so, but what about you in your, in your, in your life? Do you... 
only rely on God when you can't handle it yourself. See, if we'll build in our lives a, 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 a example and, and, and become make it a habit to put into practice His Word so that we bear more fruit, we allow His Word to cleanse, to prune, to prepare us so that we're the best, uh, best us that we can be. You may never preach a sermon like I'm doing, but you may get an opportunity to lean on the fence, share, share with somebody what God's done in your life. You, you may be able to be somewhere getting your, getting your hair done or getting your going to the store and picking up groceries or, or just going by the cleaners or who knows where you could be. And God opened up a door for us to minister to somebody. He wants us to bear fruit. But you know what? We've got to have a desire to do that. Do you have a desire to, for this year to say, God, I want to be fruitful for you? I believe you can do that. Let's go on here and, and finish this up in verse 5. He says, I am the vine. He says it again. I am the vine. You're the branches. He, that's just kind of a check right there. Realize where your source is. I'm the vine, Jesus said. You're the branch. All right? <laughs> Some of us might need to hear, okay, you're just a branch. All right? You're not that important. You're not that special. All right? Without God. But you are special to God, all right? Okay, so I want to soften that up a little bit, let you know we love you, all right? But if we're, if we're getting too big for our britches, then we need, to, we need God to check us a little bit, and, and we remember, man, we're just a branch, and without Him, we're nothing. Without Him, we can be fruitful, or with Him, we can be fruitful, right? So going on in verse 5, he says, I am a vine, you're the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit, Ooh, I like that. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Just a reminder. So the words pruning and checking and correcting. Verse 6, if you do not remain in me, you're like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Branches that are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. Verse 7, if you remain in me, now check this out. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. You begin to get prayers answered. You begin to see things change. You begin to have you, the, the things that you desire come to come. It makes a difference. This is, this is for my Father's glory that you bear, bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. You know, as we close this out tonight, I want you to see that, that God, God desires to do in and through us as a church, in and through you. And you know what? Here's the thing. What you do for God this year may not be that noticeable to anybody else, but it'll be recorded in heaven. It, 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 and, and the value of that is worth more than you can ever ask, think, or imagine, ever understand and know. You know, the one thing I, I think it's been told that the, the, the Sunday school teacher that led Billy Graham to the Lord, you know, didn't do a whole lot great things in the kingdom of God except led one who led millions or, well, hundreds of thousands or a lot of people. We'll just put it that. I'm sure evangelistically speaking, it was a big number, right? Sorry. Let's, let's go before the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we just thank and praise you that, that, Lord, it all starts with our heart, our willingness to say yes to you, our, our willingness to humble ourselves before you and say, God, I need you. We talked about that last week, how, how we got to come to that place of knowing that we're lost in need of a Savior. We all are. It's not based on how good we are. It's based on our heart condition without Jesus. But when we can make Jesus our Lord, when we can, when we can simply say, okay, God, I'm ready to lay it down. I'm ready to give you my life. I'm ready to humble myself before you. I'm ready to admit that I need you. If we can come before God and we can say yes to Him, the Bible says if we call on the name of the Lord, we're saved. All who call on the name of the Lord are saved. That if we confess with our mouth that Jesus, your Lord, I believe in your sacrifice of the cross. I believe in that gift. And Lord, I want it. Take my life and make it yours. If we can come to that place, and if anybody in this place are watching either one, wants to come to that place to make that decision tonight God's there and we're here to help you in prayer to encourage you 
And so just simple as praying a prayer like this to say, Jesus, forgive me. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Upon that, you begin a, a, an adventure to live for God. And I pray that you make that choice, that decision tonight. If you're already a believer and, or, or already a Christian and, and you, make, you may have not come in here expecting to be challenged for your year, but I challenge you just to say, Lord, help me to be fruitful. Help me to be a, a, a life that can overcome the, the, the storms of life, that can finish strong. He gave us the foundation to listen and obey, to hear the word and to take it to heart to act on it. Now, Father, I pray that for every person here, you know their hearts that would say, Lord, use me. Lord, I want to be more fruitful. Lord, I want to be closer to you. I know that you know, and you'll help them walk that walk in this coming year. Now, Father, for this church, I pray over it, and I thank you that we'll be as a church more fruitful, Lord, this year, that we grow in, in transforming lives, that we grow in, in numbers if, if, if necessary as well, as a, as a byproduct of that. We, we love that, Lord. But, Father God, I thank you and I praise you that as we set forth in the endeavors of following your will, your plan, that the ultimate, ultimately we change lives, we transform, transform hearts, we grow people in the knowledge of you. Lord, we ask you to bless this this congregation and this this service in Jesus name amen and amen Willie's or Willie Willie is not going to sing but Rusty is well now I don't know uh, maybe Willie does want to sing but I really think we want uh, Rusty to sing <laughs> come and sing another song uh <laughs> we we might we might want to turn his mic off. We might want to leave it on because I mean you know hey we've never heard him before. He might be really good, but Rusty, bail me out here, brother. Come up here and and get me uh, get going here. I tell you what, you know here's the thing. I believe the church ought to be fun and we ought to be able to enjoy ourselves. But we never want to take away from the seriousness of, of what God's just spoken through this word. I think it's a powerful, powerful thing. But I tell you what, I sure am blessed to, to have such a great group of people here and join us with us. Let's give Rusty a hand as he gives us a closing song. Willie, you want to sing something? I don't mind. I'll play. Yeah? He signed this guitar. <clears throat> well, since since he was reading in John there, this this song goes like this: If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ask what you will, it shall be done unto you. If you abide in me. And my words abide in you. Ask what you will, it shall be done unto you. <clears throat> That's a good way to learn scripture. <clears throat> if you can just put it to, to music and uh, memorize scripture that way. So <clears throat> let's sing a song we all know. <clears throat> like, Willie, you may have to come sing this. Oh, I'm not plugged in. Okay. I, I didn't have it turned on. How about that? <clears throat> Willie, you may have to come sing. <clears throat> Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. blind but now I see when we've been there when we been there ten thousand years bright shining as the sun we've no less days to sing 
amazing grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I was blind, oh, I was blind, but now I see. God bless y'all. Thank you again, and uh, we will need to tear down tonight if you can help do that. If you do need prayer, I'll be available. Some of the others are available. We don't ever want to not give you an opportunity to have somebody pray with you. But let's close in prayer with uh, Kevin. Lord, thank you for all you do for us. Uh, thank you for the message and the music and, and in the message from Kelly this evening. If there's anybody out there that would like to have that talk, uh, just... Uh, look any of us up we'd sure be happy to help you out with that and uh, be with everybody as they go home this evening that they travel safely amen last week bring somebody back with you